and welcome back to another episode of Giving Grace. I'm your host, Alexandra Hansen, and I'm so happy to have you back here for another episode. I asked last week for people to send in topic ideas that they wanted me to discuss or possibly get experts on, and this one in particular jumped out to me. And the person wrote in, how do you know when to extend grace or to end the toxic relationship or friendship? I think this one is a very interesting topic that I think most of us need to talk about because no one teaches us the art of friendships, just something that you just happen into. No one teaches us about the art of ending friendships or when friendships naturally come to a close. And at least for me, I'm a very empathetic person. I would say I operate more on an emotional side of things. And so, um, for me, it's a very emotional decision and it doesn't have to be. And ending relationships is sometimes very natural and can be very natural, especially if you're working on yourself and you have found a newfound um, set of confidence or self-esteem in yourself. This might be a new experience for you, but as you get comfortable in your confidence, you get comfortable in your newfound self-esteem. Ending relationships that no longer serve you or that are quote unquote toxic are it becomes becomes natural, it becomes a part of setting boundaries for yourself. You're not allowing people to have access to you anymore. And that's just kind of how I view it. Um, I always talk about my love cup, about my love cup being full or empty, and what fills my love cup and what empties my love cup. So when it comes to friendships or relationships in general, I, for one, am really particular about who I let into my circle. Now, it's not because I think I'm better than everybody else. It's because I only have a finite amount of energy to be able to disperse and give out to people that I love. And sometimes we have enough friends, we have enough of a social life, and I'm not rejecting people because I don't think they're amazing. That's not it at all. A lot of times I'm just protecting my peace. I'm protecting my time. And as you get more comfortable in that space, it becomes easier to say yes and no to friendships and relationships in your life. And the relationships I do have in my life are people that I often strive, that I, that I strive to be like. Their character is so exponentially amazing. Them as individuals, moral, as morally, mentally, they're just really good humans. And I always surround myself and I try to be intentional that the people I have around me are better than me because that is how I level myself up. I always make sure that the people around me are honest and genuine. And not only do they want what's best for them, they want what's best for me too. And when you are friends with people who have a lot of confidence and a lot of self-esteem, usually it's more of a healthy environment. Not always. I'm not, it's not an absolute rule. But they just tend to be a little bit more stable and they want to see what's best for you on a personal level as well. One of my dearest friends who... I, I would always call her really close, but 
in years past, we have gone months without talking. But she's one of those friends, you always hear this, you can just pick the phone up and call and it's like no time has passed at all. And what's really interesting is uh, in the last year or so, um, we had had one of our conversations, one of our phone calls, you know, that lasted a really long time and that um, we hadn't spoken to each other in a few months. And we always really respected her, always really respected her demeanor and her endeavors in life professionally and personally. Uh, she's just a really lovely person. And, you know, we got on the topic of growth and like self-development and it was a really lovely conversation. And so now we read one self-development or business or spiritual book a week. And we have one phone call 30 to 45 minutes a week. And we talk about how, um, what we thought about the book, how it resonated with us, how we can apply the tools from those books in our lives. And now I'm not saying every one of your friends has to be an intellectual friendship or relationship, but it's a really great indicator that that is a lifelong friend. Now, there are friendships that are here for a season. There are friendships that are here for a reason. <laughs> I have friendships that I thought were going to last a really long time. And the matter of the fact is, is that friend was just supposed to be in my life for a season and for a reason. And it's okay that they're not lifelong friends. One friendship in particular. Now, when I say I surround myself with friends, I surround my friends myself with friends that want to grow. And I do apologize if you hear a dog in the background. My dog recently had um, cancer surgery, and I had to keep an eye on her so she doesn't bust her stitches open, which she did do last week. So I'm making sure she is close to me. So if you do hear a dog in the background, I'm so sorry. I got to be a, a dog mom for a second and uh, keep an eye on her while I'm recording this. <clears throat> So bear with me. Friendships. You grow with friendships. The friendships that grow are usually going to be the friendships that you keep for the rest of your life because you're continually growing into a new space with these friends. And then there's friendships that are more, and I don't know how else to describe this, but they um, oftentimes make the flesh feel good. And what I mean by that is you're usually doing fun activities with them or they're really good social friend. They're always up to do things, um, but there's not a lot of substance there, but you really enjoy just having fun with them. And maybe those are friends you keep for a long time and that's great. And maybe you only have two slots for those kinds of friends in your life. Maybe you don't have eight slots to give. My thing about my friendships, and I don't mean this in a higher hierarchy sense, but I have only so many friends for each category. I only have so many acquaintances that I can have time for. I only have so much time for really close friendships, and I only have so much time for social friends. And I only have so much space for each of those and what I want to allocate to those spaces, which means uh, there's only a certain amount of people I can have for each space. And I know that sounds very systematic and almost cold to think about it that way, but it's true. I, I do not have the capacity and you do not have the capacity to make everyone happy and to be friends with everybody, have a social life with everybody, pour into everybody, grow into everybody. It's exhausting. It is truly exhausting. So you have to pick and choose who you have in your life. Now, this individual wrote in asking about giving grace versus ex um, ending toxic relationships. Now, let's talk about, now, none of us are perfect humans. And I'm a prime example of that. I have had several friendship breakups 
and they never feel good. <laughs> they never feel good. Friendship breakups suck. And sometimes we have to determine if sometimes the other person ends the friendship and gosh, that hurts a little bit, right? Because it's rejection. We've all been there. And then there's also friendship breakups that we've ended. I would say they still hurt, even if we're the ones that are ending it. And so here's the deal with giving grace. Here's what I ask myself when my friend does something. And I'm trying to determine, is this, is this a friendship I want to continue with? And does this friendship deserve grace? So if I'm giving someone another chance or extending them grace, I ask myself these few questions. Is this habitual behavior? Is this something this person continues to do over and over and over again? Or is it a new behavior? That's, that's key here. If it's habitual, that's a bigger beast to track. If it's new, that's a little bit different, a little bit easier to address. The other question I ask is, have I had a talk or discussion with this person about this behavior and how it's made me feel? If I haven't, then it probably isn't fair to end the relationship without having first had a conversation. Now, if this is a friendship that you care a lot about, that's what I would recommend. If it's a, a friendship that you feel like probably you were growing out of over a course of time, maybe you don't need to have this kind of conversation. But if this is someone that you have in high regard, this person does or says something that seems out of character for them, have the conversation with them. I. I'm in a place now to receive these kinds of conversations. I feel so loved when my closest friends call me out on my baloney because they see more potential in me and they know I hold myself into a higher regard and that I have more self-respect in the way I must have been acting and because they know me well enough to know that that's really out of character. So a lot of times they'll check in with me these are the friendships I want to have. And so uh, when I ask if this is habitual, if it is habitual, that's going to be a little bit of a different task. So is this habitual? And if it is, then again, it's going to be a little bit of a bigger one to go over. Now, when you talk to them, if you decide to talk to them about it, you want to make sure you're coming from a place that's not emotional, a place that is loving, and a place that's very objective, and not coming from a place of attacking or wanting to change them. I would just open the conversation and come from a place of curiosity to better understand this behavior, this habitual behavior, or this new behavior. Come from a place of love and curiosity. So on the flip side of that, when to walk away. When it's time to walk away is when this behavior is habitual and you have had the conversation with them and they haven't listened to your needs mentally or emotionally. Now, when we say, I want to pause the conversation here for a second. When we say toxic relationships or toxic friendships, I think that's a very delicate line to walk because everyone has a different definition for what toxic is because we're all in different walks of our life. We're in different chapters of our lives. As we grow, our tolerance for baloney is pretty much nil. 
So those people tend to weed themselves out. Now, if we're starting out in our self-development or self-growth path, our tolerance for baloney is probably going to be a lot higher because we haven't learned to have personal boundaries yet. So I am never going to be quick to label someone, a friendship or a relationship as toxic for anybody else. I already know what my boundaries are. I already know what I do and don't allow in my life. And I know what I label as toxic for where I'm at in life and where I'm at in my journey. I know what kind of behaviors and people are going to derail my growth and what uh, what's going to derail my progress. So it's going to look really different for people. And I just think talk, the word toxic is that that is a, a strong statement. So I like to look at relationships as if they are serving me or not or growing me or not. If a relationship is stagnant and is no longer growing or serving you, that's a really great indicator to walk away. Here's the caveat though. It is okay to walk away from a friendship and still cheer that person on from a distance. Now, it doesn't mean that you need to talk to them, text them, have this close relationship with them, but in your heart, you can be cheering for them and be excited for their accomplishments in life. Some of my best friendship breakups, if you will, are the ones that I have left on good terms. It just mutually fizzled out, and I still can cheer from them for the sidelines. And that's okay. That friendship no longer served me and that friendship no longer served them. Didn't make them toxic. It didn't make me toxic. So I I think that's a really important distinction to make. Is, Is this friendship no longer serving you? You don't need to label that person as toxic or not toxic. You don't need to understand the whys. Sometimes you just know in your heart when a friendship needs to end. So I heard this is in relationship to marriages the other day, which I think is really interesting. A man won't leave a marriage because he has too much money invested. A woman won't leave a marriage because she has too much time invested. And I think that's the same with friendships as well. One of the, one of the friendships that I um, no longer have, one of, my, one of my struggles with it was like, I was friends with this person for however many years. You know, it's that investment of time. And I can't possibly, you know, see this friendship go away because I've been friends with this person for eight, 10 years. Well, I think it was like 15 years. It's okay. That person just doesn't have space in my life in the season that I'm in. And that's okay. That person that I wasn't really friends with, I'd been friends with for 15 years. Then we kind of went our separate ways. Now this person is slowly coming back into my life here and there. There was never a discussion. It just kind of organically happened. And it's because we're both at places in our lives where we both have grown up. We've had some growth. And we both are just at a really healthy point in our lives to be able to reintroduce an organic friendship. Now, I don't know if I'll ever be close with this person like I was previously. That's okay. I don't need to put stipulations on the friendship right now. But I can appreciate the growth that she has had these last few years. I can appreciate the growth I have had these last few years, the maturity that has come from both sides. And because we never really had a nasty friendship breakup, I've been able to cheer her on from a distance. 
and have been really able to appreciate her growth these last few years. So you need to understand if this is a friendship just no longer serves you or if it is in fact a toxic relationship. Now, when I say a toxic relationship, you know, when I think of toxic, I think of people that put you down, manipulate you, make you feel small, make you feel guilty for hanging out with other friends. They get jealous. That seems toxic and immature to me. That's what a toxic friendship is to me. Um, another indicator when to walk away from a toxic relationship is when you begin to act like that person and you don't like it. For example, if I don't know, um, you have a friend that that gossips a lot and you have tried to make a conscious effort to not gossip and then you find yourself actively gossiping. That person is not exemplifying a good behavior in you. I remember when I was growing up and my biological mother, I had one really good friend growing up and I'd come home from hanging out with her and she'd say, oh, you need to stop hanging out with her. You're beginning to act a lot like her. And the friendships I have now, I'm like, gosh, I hope I'm acting like them. They're they're high achievers. They're such great people. Like, I hope I'm acting like them. I hope I'm getting their really great attributes and personalities and, and qualities that I love. I hope they're rubbing off on me. But on the flip side of that, if these people that you are trying to decide if their behavior is toxic or perpetuates something negative in yourself and you need to distance yourself, if you're starting to like get that rubbed off on you and it is not a positive change, that's probably a good indicator that you need to walk away from that relationship or that friendship. Now, we're gonna, I'm not going to touch on this because this is not what this episode's about, but obviously if this friendship or relationship is mentally, psychologically, uh, physically abusive, um, that's not okay, never is okay. There's never an instance where it's okay. That's an extreme on the toxic end of things. And we just don't tolerate that. Um, and so that's a whole other conversation. If you are stuck in a situation or relationship or friendship where you are being mentally, physically, or psychologically abused, please reach out to a loved one. Reach out to me. Reach out to a friend on how to get out of that friendship or relationship. Um, sometimes it takes an army to get out of that kind of situation. You should not be in that situation. Okay, I'm done with that, that tangent. So some good distinctions about whether or not to give someone grace or to end the, the relationship. Giving them grace, give them grace if this is a new behavior. Give them grace if you haven't yet had this conversation with them. Come from a place of love when you're having this conversation and come from a place of curiosity to genuinely know them better. Now, when to walk away. If it is a habitual behavior that you don't like and you have had a conversation with them and they haven't changed or listened to your needs. Now, I don't want you going around trying to change the people around you. Sometimes we need to do some internal work and look at ourselves and say, hey, why is this triggering me? And what can I do about it from my end of things? Okay. It's a whole other conversation. But if there's genuinely something going on, um, whether it's harming you or harming themselves in any way, and they just aren't trying to make a conscious effort to be more involved in, in the friendship and, you know, trying to listen to what you're saying, it, it's time to walk away. Again, if you're starting to act like them in a negative way, it's time to walk away. Again, I'd be really slow to label someone as toxic. Remember, we all are individual little humans on our own individual little journeys. And we are not here to judge one another, but we are here 
as selfishly as this sounds, to focus on our own journey. Like pants and shirts, we do grow out of friendship sometimes, and that's okay. And it is okay to have friends for a season. They're there for a reason, okay? Not all friendships are meant to stick around. If I think about all of the friends I have had in my lifetime, and if they all stuck around, my gosh, I would be exhausted. They all are amazing humans. I love them all, but I'm so glad that I'm not close with all of them because there would be no way I'd be able to accommodate them while still keeping their love cups full, my love cup full in any capacity. So (laughs) appreciate the people you do have in your life. Don't be quick to write someone off as toxic because it is okay. Just let a friendship fizzle out. It's okay. Now, sometimes you do have to have a conversation and and end the friendship. And that can be really hard, especially in a day and age where we have Facebook, we have texting, phone calls slash voicemail, Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok. There's all these places where we can uh, be in connection with others. And that can sometimes be really hard. And having that conversation can be really hard because it does feel like a breakup. (laughs) It's a very real emotion. And sometimes it takes Uh, days, months, weeks, hopefully not years, but sometimes years to get over a friendship breakup. It's like a romantic breakup. And honestly, sometimes I think friendship breakups are sometimes harder than romantic relationships because friendships are interesting in the sense because friendships, friends act as your therapist sometimes. They're your support system. They're your go-to for things when you're happy, you're sad. They're usually ones that you can hang out with and do fun things with. So it's like you're losing a lot in one low, kind of a sister, a family member, you know, a brother, if you will, if you're a gentleman listening. You know, friendships, I feel like, have a little bit of a different um, depth to them than uh, romantic relationships sometimes. Now, don't get me wrong, my my relationship with my husband's very deep, uh, but looking at previous romantic relationships, I would have preferred my friendships over him, and that's okay. Um, so one of the biggest thing, and, and this person in particular, Ask about how do you not feel guilty? So let me just tell you, it's okay to end a friendship or a relationship. It means that you respect yourself enough in your journey to let the other person have theirs. Just having that universal idea that everyone's on their own journey and they're allowed to have their own journey however they see fit and you're allowed to have your journey however you see fit. The only thing in life you can control is your attitude and the people you let into your life, okay? Respect that they're on a different journey. Love, in fact, that they're on another journey. But you really need to focus on your own journey and what you will and won't allow in your life, and that's going to naturally weed people out for you. Um, Oh, back to my point, though, of, of... ending friendships, it can be really hard in this era because we are very connected. Sometimes we have to have that really tough conversation. And I'm not condoning ghosting. I don't like the ghosting thing. But if you have set a boundary with someone and you have told them that, hey, this friendship's no longer serving me and we are, this relationship is no longer growing me and I don't see a friendship continuing, then I think it is okay to not respond to their message and quote unquote ghost them, if you will. It's okay. You've said your piece and you have moved on. Just wanted to clarify that. Sometimes it's hard not to respond back to their messages, but you have to stay strong and know what's best for yourself. So 
a few other ways I want to talk about the guilt of ending a friendship. Sometimes we have to just give ourselves permission to end friendships. For example, not the same thing, but kind of. I play pickleball. I freaking love pickleball. And my sweet little pickleball partner, when we're in a tournament, she looks at me and she says, okay, I'm giving you permission to be aggressive. And I'm telling you, when I'm given that permission, I come in like a little badger. I am just like, you know, I got that permission. I unleashed that inner beast that's living inside there. And sometimes we just need permission. Another example, I was pouring from empty cup. I had a Sunday off and I was like trying to do all these things around the house and all these different tasks that I have, I have lists. I have lists always ongoing in my life. My husband wrote down on a piece of paper, free pass. And I remember just bawling. And he's like, you do not give your permission, yourself permission to relax. So I'm going to do it for you. Here's your free pass. Please go do nothing with your day. I am giving you permission to do nothing because you do not give yourself permission. And that was really big for me. And that started this journey of what's it like to give myself permission? When is it time to give myself permission? Is it okay to give myself permission? And again, that comes from a place of confidence and high self-esteem. And it's something you kind of have to work on and build on if you're not naturally led to do that or you're not, it's not a natural space for you to live or exist in. So giving yourself permission, start actively giving yourself permission to do or say things in your life. It's okay. Now, one of the ways to also not feel guilty is to have higher self-esteem. Honey, I am talking to your soul right now, okay? You are worthy. You are creative. You are magic. And you are wonderful. The people in your life, romantic, friendship, or otherwise, should be exemplifying those beautiful qualities in you. And you should have such high self-esteem appreciating those beautiful God-given talents and personality traits that you should be able to recognize the people that don't value that in you. How do you get better self-esteem? Working out is one way that I find better self-esteem. Reading or educating myself, growing myself gives me higher higher self-esteem. Um, when I am showered, I have my hair done, I'm looking good, that gives me higher self-esteem because I feel like that reflects what I'm feeling on the inside. And sometimes, honey, we don't feel so great on the inside, but guess what? That little extra zhuzh feeling good on the outside, gosh, it just helps us fake it till we make it, honey. Having higher self-esteem is going to help you naturally weed those people out. Another thing about feeling guilty about unrelationships does not mean you are a failure does not mean that friendship was a failure, does not mean you fail at communicating, does not mean that you're a failure at um, having relationships, doesn't make you a failure. It's okay, friendships naturally end. It's no one's fault. It's not this game of tug of war of who's right and who's wrong, and nor is it a failure. Learn from the friendship and move on. Another thing to think about with guilt when ending a friendship, it does not mean that you are inadequate. I'm going to say that again. 
when you feel guilt from a friendship, it does not mean that you are inadequate. You are worthy of love and you are worthy of friendships. You are just worthy of a different kind of friendship than what that person is able to offer you. You are a force to be reckoned with and you are not inadequate, my friend. So do not feel guilty about doing what is right for you. Do not feel guilty about setting boundaries for yourself. Do not feel guilty about giving yourself some more self-esteem and some permission to surround yourself with loving people. If I placed you in front of two doors, I said behind door A are super positive people who are going to be your hype people. They're going to be your cheerleaders. They're going to be your confidants. They're going to be everything you ever dreamed and hoped for. And it's going to be sunshines and rainbows and butterflies. Or behind door B, you're either going to stay stagnant or these people are going to drag you down. And it's going to feel really heavy and it's going to feel like you're not getting anywhere in life and that they cheer every time you fall. What door do you think that you're going to walk into, A or B? I would guess, unless you really dislike yourself, you're going to choose door A. So when you're evaluating the friendships and you're evaluating your circle, do they cheer you on? Are they, are they people that you strive to be like? Are they living a life that you would like to have? If so, those are your people. If these people have behaviors that you do not want, ha want to have, they have lives you do not want to have, those are probably people you should not be investing your time and energy into, and that's okay because they're on a different journey. They have different ideas for what they want out of life. They have different ideas of what they want out of a relationship. Extend grace where grace is due. But also have enough respect to know when a friendship naturally needs to end. And do not get caught up in the fact that you've been friends with this person for so long that you have to be friends with them. It's just simply not the case. We're here on this spinning marble to grow each other and lift each other up. And you deserve nothing but that in your life. Okay, sweet friends, here's your journaling prompt this week. This journaling prompt is a tough one, and you are going to have to look within. We're going to have to look within together because this, this is a tough one. You're going to have to be really honest with yourself. Has there been a friendship that has ended because of you being the toxic person? If so, do you think you've healed and moved on from those behaviors and habits? Only you can answer these questions. Only you can be honest with yourself. If you sit here with these two questions, has there been a friendship that has ended because of you being the toxic person? If so, do you think you've healed and moved on from those traits? This is going to be one that you can spend quite a bit of time on, but is such a rewarding question to ask yourself because on the other side of this question is a lot of opportunity for self-growth. So I really love this journaling prompt as hard and tough as it might be to be honest with ourselves. I'm really excited for you guys to sit down and do this one. I'm ending you with this quote. I don't know who said this, so bear with me. You can leave a toxic relationship, but if you don't heal what attracted you to them, you will meet them again. The same demon, just in a different person. I know that's a bit harsh. I don't believe people are demons. I just believe we're all on our own journeys. But it is true. If we are not healing, from past relationships or past friendships and not doing that introspection, we're going to continue to attract 
those people. So I highly encourage working out, reading books, working on your self-esteem, working on your confidence, and you're going to confidence and you're going to naturally attract those people that grow you, okay? I'm going to quote this again. Again, I don't know who said it. You can leave a toxic relationship, but if you don't heal what attracted you to them, you will meet them again. The same person, the same demon, just in a different person. Okay, sweet friends, this is it for this week's episode. If you haven't yet followed me on Facebook, Instagram, Giving Grace Podcast with Alexandra Hansen, I would appreciate if you like, share, answer any prompts. You can email me at givinggracepodcast@gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, or anything like that. Again, I love your ratings and reviews, and I hope that you all have a lovely, lovely week full of love, happiness, and amazing opportunities. Thank you so much. <laughs>